Come on. Ah. Hey everybody, welcome back to the only podcast produced by three winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. You're tuned in to Check Engine Podcast. We're hosted at Anchor.fm and we're streaming anywhere that streams sweet podcasts that you want to listen to. My name is Nick. Andrew's sitting next to me. Tristan is uh, on location somewhere. Where are you calling in from, man? An undisclosed location in Mississippi. <laughs> so you kind of half disclosed it yeah i was gonna say some cool shit like elon musk sent you to the center of the earth nah man it's not that cool <sighs> all right fine <laughs> how you doing down there man you doing okay you're hanging in there yeah it was a it was a long day but ready to ready to record and happy to do so nice. he's, he's he's committed he's ready and happy he's ready and happy. he's committed you know, calling in off-site. Appreciate that. So, folks, um, we were just at the Chicago Auto Show this past weekend, and uh, this episode is going to be mainly dedicated to uh, letting you know what we saw there, what we liked, what we didn't, uh, key takeaways, all of those types of things. Um, did I get that right, Andrew? Is that about what we're doing? Yeah, uh, that's a, really, <laughs> that's well, a, that's a mean, good roundup. It's kind of interesting because... I we should have seen this coming, right? But since Detroit, the Detroit Motor Show, which used to be the big one, is dead. Yes. And since, uh, well, I mean, Frankfurt is kind of going down. Anyways, long story short, Detroit, which used to be a consumer and still is a consumer auto show, so that's like used to be less regarded, right? By yeah, yeah, yeah. by by car people, like oh, that's just a consumer Ooh. show. So like a real one. Anyways. They're now bringing shit there. People are debuting things at Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because it's it's like people can go to this and people can see it. But, you know, two days or whatever it was after announcing the new Ford GT, they had it at Chicago, Chicago. The, the bare carbon, carbon fiber one. I mean, that's cool. The more people you the can first get into that public stuff. appearance, basically, was yeah. at the Chicago Auto Show. Which it's is awesome. Cool. And, yeah. and the new C8, too. But anyway, that's jumping ahead. But yeah, so the show is is now a thing in, in more ways than one. Totally. Yeah, we were it was my first time going in a couple of years. I was excited to get back in there. Um Yeah, I mean it was besides parking, which was a nightmare early on. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> I think overall it was a pretty good day. Like, I don't know what happened. Well, there's people well, who had a very easy job, just couldn't do it. So I can tell you exactly what happened. They said you can't park here, go park somewhere else. But then that was full. And then when I came back to check again, they said, sure, park here. I don't know In why. the same place where they turned us away from. Yeah. The, the same so, place that had millions of empty spaces for car. For car. But they, yep. <laughs> for, car <laughs> for car. Empty space for a car. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I meant to say S. It just died on my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't find its way out. Not at all. Nope. Yeah, millions of uh, empty spaces for cars. Yeah. 
And uh, I, I thought it was a, just a fantastic idea to make the public walk um, outdoors for 17 miles to find the entrance. <laughs> in my February. watch, Chicago. My watch I think that was triggered an exercise. Like, hey, we noticed you're taking an outdoor walk. Would you like to log it for exercise? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I left my coat in the car, figuring it wouldn't be that long. So I was just cold too. I was getting kind of cranky. Yeah, but uh, walking into my CEP T-shirt. But uh, no, it was a good time. Uh, do you guys want to get right into the show, or you want? Do we have a couple of pace laps to run through, or uh, how do we want to go about this? The only pace lap lap I have is let's all laugh at Mazda for failing. <laughs> do tell. Their profit slumped seventy six percent in the la- in the last quarter of last year. Ooh, oh, that's sharp. <laughs> Quite Ooh. sharp. Um, the only other company that's seen something. Similar, I mean, well. Ford, <laughs> but they weren't—they weren't that bad. In all fairness, they've just been a long, slow decline. Nissan is the only yeah, other Nissan, company that's had something like that. Yeah, Nissan is the only one with a sharp decline. Ford has just been—they're like it's like a really like bunny ski hill that's yeah. like just kind of slowly <laughs> into the grave. Yep, <laughs> yep. Like, just, all right, pizza, not French fries. Let's go down this hill real slow. <laughs> <Pizza>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what is there to say about Mazda, right? They were at this show in a in a booth space more laterally reserved for the likes of Mitsubishi five years ago. Mm-hmm. All of the outward indications are of a dying company, except they have a TCR car coming. Maybe. Which was delayed. Exactly. Which was delayed um, due to, quote, um, unforeseen delays. That's all they said. I wonder what it was. I don't know. But the the two guys that they tabbed to run that TCR are now running a uh, a Civic TCR in the meantime. They got like a last minute deal just to get on track, you know, because they're both scholarship winners. That is one oh, thing. Wow. That is one thing cool about Mazda is like they have a road to 24. So as you go up through like MX5 Cup and stuff, you win scholarships to go up. So of they had, so they had money to burn and now they had no car to burn it in. <laughs> So, like, another team stepped up and they're running a Civic. So, how is Mazda going to screw this up so badly? I forget. Of course, that, that's their thing, right? More Mazdas are raced in every minute than in the state of Texas or whatever stupid thing they say. <laughs> more, yeah, more people race yes. Mazdas in the state of Texas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everywhere else, too. <laughs> Not just Texas. Whatever. No, what is it? More Mazdas are raced every weekend, weekend than, than any, any other, other brand. brand. Yeah. So how they fuck this up? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, their John Doonan, who was their motorsport director, left to go run IMSA. Of course he did. Like in the middle of this process. So I don't know if in the transition periods, obviously something slipped through the cracks. I'm not like blaming it on the new guy right away. I think it just happens when you have transition and someone in that high profile of a, of a position. That's true. I, I totally forgot about all that. So... Um, I think I'm going to give him a pass on the, on that just because right in the middle of it, right before launch, Dunin was like, deuces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll give him a pass this time. But as far as the road car goes, like I, I couldn't even find him until you pointed him out. You're like, oh, look, there's yeah. Mazda. Let's not go there. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> they were really, really hidden. They were. So well, it didn't, it like, it didn't have nothing outward much. facing. No. Right. They didn't take much go see them like it was like walk past about 
50 feet quick. Done. Like Here is a question. Hmm. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm remembering the answer to this correctly. Was Mazda on the luxury half of the show floor? Because it's basically, you know, uh, for those who haven't been there, the Chicago Auto Show, there's two main event areas. One is, for lack of a better term, uh, consumer consumer grade cars. Yeah. And the other half is, uh, you know, BMW, Audi, Genesis, blah, 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 blah. Not BMW this year. Right. There not was BMW. BMW. Spoiler. It was BMW. But I think Mazda was, in fact, on the side of things. The which I side? I think. Luxury side. I, I think they were no, like... they were between... Oh. They were right between uh, Volkswagen and Hyundai, like, in the middle. They had, like, one row between the two of those. Are you sure they weren't tucked behind Lexus... And was it the Lexus Acura side or was it the, the Hyundai Volkswagen side? I think Tristan might be right. Yeah. Because we can't remember. We, <laughs> we, made that decision, we made that decision really fast to skip them. So Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if they are a luxury brand, they're not doing it right. They're not even on the right. right side of the floor, maybe. Show floor, show floor map. Yeah, so they were... Did you just pull something up? Yeah, yep, you got the show floor, man. They were the smallest actual manufacturing vendor, and they were sandwiched in between Hyundai and GMC, mm. and then right where, the, where, right where Kia and Subaru overlapped with each other. That's right. Now I remember. Yep, yep, yep so yep. they were lost in a maze. So, yeah, they did that wrong. They were on the, so they were on the consumer side. Pathetic awful because we just had that big discussion with loaf last year about how they're trying to so hard <laughs> yeah and there's it with a really tiny product offering from a really tiny company without the might of like a huge corporation and finances behind it as like mm-hmm. a small independent company trying to do this and uh yeah it's not working so hard so hot i mean uh, well we're here i mean we might as well just keep going with the auto show right yeah yeah. Um, okay. So let's see. In order of the pictures I took. <laughs> in picture order. This, well, I've got more pictures coming too. We've got photo recaps coming yeah. in the next couple of days, folks. So. And this only really matters because it's something we talk about or have talked about for the last couple of years. So two years ago, we talked about how Honda was in front of the consumer grade car section. Mm-hmm. And right in front, they had the, um, the Avalanche. Not the not avalanche the uh, the line. truck ridge ridge line. line. Um, then last year Hyundai had it and they had the N right in front. Yep. This year it was back to Honda, and they had a crashed, crashed. CR, not CRV. What's the littler H- one? HRV. 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 A crashed HRV in the front. It was a small overlap crash for anyone who cares, but um. It was a striking image. I mean, yeah, if you walk in and that's the first thing you see, it it gets your eye. <laughs> yeah, there was just a constant gaggle of people standing around it. And of course, you know, that was like their marketing ploy for, you know, look how look how safe it is and blah blah blah. Yeah, they they had little signage posted on the car that just had like 
from this angle, it was this many G-forces and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. Like, was that a test vehicle or was that an actual crashed vehicle? No, that was, a, that, was in, that was an actual test vehicle. Okay. But not so, like a consumer bought it and crashed it. And they no, used that it was one they tested at the IIA. Got it. <laughs> May we have your crashed vehicle for advertising? <laughs> well, I mean, I, they've used I don't know if that would. would... Not Honda specifically, but car companies have done that, like real life accidents. And like, That's I think true. Subaru has done it, right? Yeah. Like, yep. there's no way we should have survived this, but because of my Subaru, like where they get, cons you know, customers to tell their story. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's kind of a, well, what you're bringing up. I wonder if it's a question of, I don't know how that works with the IIHS. I don't think they buy the cars. I think they're donated or given to the IIHS by the companies because they have to be crash tested. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, you know, just kind of thinking that through, maybe that makes sense because the, you know, the company would donate the car or contribute it or who knows what the terminology is. Yeah, right. The, IA, the IAHS kindly crashes it for them. <laughs> and then the company then picks it up, right, to do structural analysis, essentially, on the results that they got from the IAHS. They're going to want to do it themselves. Yep. In my mind. Well, you definitely want to. You can't just trust somebody else. Right. So, I mean, you can, yeah. but... So uh, in an area I, as important as safety, you want to definitely get your own numbers. Yes, yeah, so I mean it was it was probably Honda's. Yeah, who really knows? Who really knows? Uh, they also had Dixon's IndyCar. They had Dixon's IndyCar there. Um, it was a huge booth. Yeah, Honda they, had a huge booth, but they had they had a big area. They didn't do a lot with it. It was very spacious, mm -hmm. which was nice actually. Open concept. Yeah, <laughs> open concept. They had. Um, like they brought in those trees and they put like countertops around the fake trees yes, that had like yes. their color stuff like that. Um, the nubs, which you weren't supposed to rub, but yeah. I rubbed them. You rubbed, but you yeah, did we, anyway. We rubbed Honda's nubs, and it felt good. It, it was great. Yeah, mm -hmm. very pleasurable. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Um, they had the TCR, or not the TCR, the uh, Type R. I'm sorry. That was kind of like its feature. Uh, like that was like their center feature and there was like yeah you signed up for something um to do like a like a video game lap yeah but you had to sign up and it was like a tcr or, damn it type r uh <laughs> demo lap virtual demo lap or something like, i'll get there okay one thing that i was looking for at the show after we kind of worked through or i kind of worked through i won't speak for anyone else but the type r might not be cool I, that was confirmed for me at the show. How so? There was no one standing around a Type R at any point that was they No were, person? They didn't look cool. <laughs> and they were in the car not, not looking, looking cool. cool. Oh, they did have a few of them around the edge of the, like on the other side of the booth. Which I didn't see for hours. Yeah, until we came back around. <laughs> so we, yeah, until we came back around from somewhere else. We're like, oh, yeah. we're back at Honda. Oh, look, here's another Civic. Oh wait, no! It's it's a Type R. <laughs> yeah, the SI was more noticeable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly more I, forward in the booth. I don't know, Tristan. What what do you think? I think that that's the proof, honestly. That even I think even Honda knows it. Ooh, that's interesting. Maybe they maybe they do. I, I didn't think about that. The only counterpoint to that is that maybe they're using it to draw traffic through the booth 
Yeah. But you don't put things at the back outside corner because then you could just go around the booth. Right. So, right. And you put it in you put it in the center where they had the one. Yeah, they had the, the they right. had it as the then in terms of like there's always one that you can put your grubby little consumer mitts on. And that was way <laughs> off in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Touch one in the mitts. center was actually roped off. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh all right, so it's looking more likely, basically. <laughs> so it was where we land on that. That the that the Civic Type R is not that is cool. Not that cool. Mm. Fair fair chance. Um, Nissan was there. They brought cars. Uh, Subaru was at the show, and they just went completely insane, wild and they, out. They, they brought <laughs> they brought a national park with them, a, a whole one and a log cabin. Yeah, yeah. But most importantly. Oh yes! <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been wanting to talk about this since Saturday. Well, go I, go, Tristan. It's only Monday. Confess your love. Go. So I have found something that will be able to win my love away from my WRX. It's basically just if my WRX had had access to you know hiking boots and an all-you-can-eat buffet. Um, They've made it larger and much more off-roady. They've brought oh, the, the larger. They've, Got it. The yeah. they, yes, they brought the concept. <laughs> we got the hiking boots. We were trying to figure out the buffet part. <laughs> <laughs> the quote-unquote concept, uh, which looked really finished to me, of the uh, Outback Limited XT. Right. Yeah, that's what it was, XT. Yep. And that's a, that's a moniker that they've used on their kind of fast... SUVs for a while. The Forester had an XT version and stuff like that. And it's not going to get you quite as far as, you know, an STI badge or something like that. But um, basically, they take the motor from the current Ascent, put it in the Outback, and have it put out just similar power numbers to what's stock on my WRX. And to me, that. That seems like a very good option. <laughs> so it's 260 horsepower. Yep. Uh, and I forgot what the torque is completely. I think it's, I think it's a little bit more than mine, actually. Um, so probably. That makes sense. But yeah. But here, okay. Maybe, Tristan, you can tell me if this is too far one way or the other in the begging and choosing dynamic. Would it, is it really too much to ask for them to complete the cycle and call it the spec B and give it a hood scoop. You know, that's definitely I guess it's something that should be done, I guess. No, but Nick Nick is shaking his head. I, he looks disgusted. I, I disagree with that. Because this at its core is an outback. Like so the engine is different, but the shell is an outback, and outbacks don't get the scoops. Like the STI, the WR, like the more sporty thing gets that. Like yeah, but what about well, the legacy? No, no, let it be subtle. Just let it be subtle. Let Tristan pull up to a stoplight with his glamping shit all attached to the stop, attached to the top, and then just blow somebody's doors off when it goes green. But the spec B, the legacy spec B, not a fast car, looked amazing just with the little hood scoop. That's how you knew, right? Yep. Come on. Yeah. No, I'm going for more subtle on this one. Okay. All right. Oh, I mean, this is Tristan's car. Let's be clear. So yeah, whatever true. he says, good. Right. I mean, right. really, really, you're 
there's a lot of muddy waters. It's like, okay, it, then it is, is it just a big Lavorg? Oh, you know? so maybe, I mean, maybe they, okay. they want to, they, maybe they want to keep that, that difference, but, but, but either way, I, uh, I, I very much liked my Outback. My only issue with it was that it was, uh, slow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, then, uh, and the 3.6 R was faster but it got horrendous gas mileage so right. this will probably lie somewhere in the middle it will you know be able to scamper around in traffic if necessary and honestly when loaded full of people and as nick so hurtfully honestly said glamping shit <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it you know overlanding is that boondocking did i yeah, get it right? whatever which one um uh i either one's fine um just not glamping because i don't like pack an actual box spring i don't so, glamp. Uh, <laughs> sorry but uh there's too many categories i can't keep them straight but like when it was loaded to the gills it it just it was like all right 70 miles an hour sometime in the next fortnight like just never so i would appreciate one with more as my great-grandmother would say pep so it's about I, goddamn time that they finally yeah, did the th right thing no this is no yes. good on you subaru look it, it just to like to paint this picture in a little more detail for people who weren't there and maybe hasn't haven't seen pictures of this like Subaru was hanging fake branches and leaves from the ceiling. They were piping in nature sounds just to their specific area. All of their cool breezes, cool breezes. All of their employees were um, dressed in like hiking boots and jeans and flannel shirts. They they'd be looking like lumberjacks. There was a um, they'd be looking like lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was an outback. I think it was coming out of a fake geyser. Like it was being on a platform, <laughs> like it was being elevated back in. Like they went all freaking out. Yeah, it was this. a lot. They they had they brought in the old classics. We saw a Brat. That's yep. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the, and then the, in the back, and then the the um, the sticker on it was endangered species. Oh yeah. Like it was, and they so brought puppies, touch, and they brought yeah, puppies. Let's say the 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 number one you know <laughs> if that's not a customer attracting thing. Puppies. If that's not enough, puppies. Very, very tired, overworked puppies. <laughs> yeah, yeah really and it was like the first two oh. hours of the show. But to be fair, this they learned from last year, and they were clearly doing – they had, you know, six or eight dogs there. They were clearly working them in shifts, which was an improvement from last year. Where Tristan and I said they had, like, all of them out at once. Oh, It was like, all right, you're just going to have unconscious dogs in, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were really sleepy. <laughs> so sleepy. It was adorable. Um, I sat in, I spent a good amount of time in the Outback Sport. Which, uh, Forester Sport. Was it the Forester Sport? That was yes. the Forester. Forester Sport, yeah. I stand corrected. The Forester Sport. You did. Which um, I was very, very impressed with. It has a little bitty steering wheel. A little baby wheel. It's, yeah, the, the wheel was very little bitty. It's like... If you're holding a soda can facing at you <laughs> and then you're trying to grab it with two hands, that's kind of what it felt like. It's um, like trying to, trying to steer a donut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, outside of that, yeah, that the, the car itself was really cool. 
was very cool. I was very, very impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it know, has orange accents. You know, I love it. Right. Exactly. Um, my girlfriend and I were sitting in it and, you know, we're very casually talking about, you know, potential future stuff. And like, this could be something, you know, that could make our way into the, into the family at some point. Like, it's sport, so I would feel it says sport on it, so I would feel cool while toting any children around. <laughs> but it doesn't have a power. Does does it? Does it have a what? A power, power increase, increase over the regular forcer? Uh no. Ha. Yeah, but it says sport. Oh God. <laughs> so anyway, that that was my that, and then the classics with the endangered species. That was cool graphic. That was my favorite part of that booth. Onward. Sorry, From there trying, we went where? I'm trying to unlock my phone with the most useless technology of all time, Face ID. Um, only only for you. Yes, only for me. Um, so, update on my feelings for the Kia Stinger. I, I, really, I really do want to like that car more than the G70. Because it looks better. I think it's maybe even a touch cooler. But it, it does have like a tank mode thing when you're looking out the windscreen. I, I, I think the G70 looks better. I think the, the Stinger, it looks good. Sportier? What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, it, it, it looks good, but it, to me, it's got a little shade, just a smidge of like, they're going almost for like muscle car. It's like, ah, it's like Kia with like 10% Challenger. Sure. Sure. Like it. So I think it's a nice car. It's a good car, but just to your point there, I, I think the G70 looks better. But yeah. It's, it's classic. It's more business, but like business. Versus, business. Yeah. It's business. But um, yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of a set of the stinger in my estimation. I, one of the things that annoys me most with modern cars, especially ones that have like sporting pretenses, mm-hmm. that's great. How are you going to drive it around a track if you can't fucking see out of it? You know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah. Like, it, oh, yeah, it's a sporty car. Okay, let's see anyone who's not a professional race car driver drive a Camaro around a track when you're looking through a pillbox. You're yeah. not going to do it. The, the field of vision is very narrow. Yeah, and, of course, race car drivers wearing helmets already. It's not like a big deal for them, but I still want to be able to see out of my car, guys. Yeah. We'd be, that would, almost, we're not, especially with a stinger, it's not exclusive for a track. You're right. driving it on the high. Yeah. What are you saying, Tristan? That's what I was going to say. Nick was getting to it. It's like having actually driven a Camaro for like an actual whole day of my life. You know, I, I can see the stinger having the same problem. Parking lots. Oh like, yeah. Oh you man. Know, that much less. You know, much <laughs> less. Sure. Much less. Much less racetracks, man. Parking lots. <laughs> <laughs> those are a thing. Yeah, those are a thing, and they're really hard. Yeah. Um. um, um, um well, before are you sticking with Kia or? We I moved? didn't have anything else for Kia. Actually. Okay. So before we leave the Kia booth, I just want to say um, my number one favorite vehicle on this entire show floor, both sides, in my opinion, was the Telluride. I had never really seen it up close. You guys had you taken oh. the ride. I've heard it's been hype for 12 months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hype is real. It's it's kind of cool. 
It is awesome. <laughs> I did not looks expect good, that. Looks good. Has so much shit in it. We talked about that before, like Hyundai Kia being the the king of things mm-hmm. or what you get for your money. Just it. I didn't. Obviously, we couldn't start them up and drive them, but I want to go drive one now. Like that, it was phenomenal, inside yes. and out. Couldn't get enough of it. That's pretty cool. I actually did not expect that. It was great. I have. A, I only have a takeaway, but it's it's like the negative space of a takeaway. We'll get to it later. Okay. Um, it's really big. <laughs> well, no, no, not not about the not about the Telluride. Like my my car of the show, I guess, for lack of a better term. Ah. Got it. Ah. Um, after that, I have pictures from the Hyundai booth in the stupid, 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 stupid venue. The new tiny little SUV. Yeah. Who are they fooling? Yeah. Who are they fooling? Uh, it's garbage. It's really bad. All of those little cars. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that, the Ford one, the EcoSport. Yep. And uh, they still make that little tiny Buick slash Chevy. Um, uh, tracks. The tracks. Oh, God. Misery. I didn't see it in the Chevy booth. We didn't go to Buick, so. I, I, I don't think there was a Buick. I saw yeah, there was. There was yeah, a they were buried in the corner, but no one cares. Very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was disappointing. You know, it was really disappointing. Uh, I had my hopes up for was the Sonata. The new Sonata. Oh. And it's all down to just one, one horrible mistake for me. No, I agree. I know what you're going to say. I love the I I love the look of it. I like the weird colors, blah, blah, blah. They gave it a push-button gear selector. And it's... I checked when I got home. I checked in on this. It's not the Soviet Union. That's oh, not, really? That's not where we are. Ah. I did have to look it up. I got some encyclopedias, went to the library. But we, we're not in the Soviet Union. The so, way you were talking about the car in the parking lot earlier, <laughs> exactly. I, was, I was... It's just space a little... For, yeah. Space for car. Space yeah. for car. But no, that is so stupid. It doesn't look classy. It doesn't look good. It makes the driver look like a complete idiot. And and there's no way to there's no way to lay it out and have it be cool. It will always look like misplaced radio buttons. It will always be terrible. Well, who said, you know what's a hassle? Grabbing this lever one time. This stick and pulling it 2 inches. <laughs> Oh man, it's what a workout. I don't know. I don't you know. know. That, you, know, you know, Nick, that smacks of like having to row your own even for a split second. No one wants That's that. That's a good point. That this might be this might be poor people mindset that we're talking right. Okay, however, Andrew, <laughs> what is what is worse? What is worse? The push button transmission or the weird like Atari stick transmissions that like the Dodges had for a while and stuff like that. Or what about the dial uh, ones? Right. Yep. That's where I was. Or option number three, rotary shift knobs. Okay. Rotary, I think would probably be, well, I think Atari stick is the least bad, honestly, Mm -hmm. as much as, I mean, I feel like there's a way to do that. Right, well, but no one, no one has found it yet, though. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, so it's probably—I still think buttons are at the bottom, uh, slightly above that. 
I guess would be the the stick. Uh, you know, the the round the, the knob could be worse. The risk with the knob or the rotary is if it's a relatively new car and you're not used to it yet, you could think I'm going to adjust the volume. Well, you're going to turn that for the volume all day. And then you're going <laughs> to drop the rear axle off your car because you're going to be doing that at 70 miles an hour on the highway. <laughs> There's got to be some kind of lockout. Got to be. Uh, let's hope. <laughs> uh, I just had funny visions, though. Some guy in his Dodge Ram. <laughs> I'm like, just, right, I'm, I'm just going to turn this volume down because I need to see where I'm going and then <laughs> curse <fuck. laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, so I, I, there's risk there, but I, I think I, the button might be... I, I'm changing my mind. I think the button one's worse. I, okay, I, good. That's worse. I didn't have an opinion. I just wanted to see how everybody felt on that one. <laughs> that's fair. That's a good question. So yes, yeah, Sonata was uh, brutally disappointing. Super let down. Hmm. From Hyundai, where did we go? Um, if no one else, it was cool. Oh, I just want to say, unless any, was, I go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say it was really cool to see all the trophies from last year's TCR races and the um, Hyundai team in in the actual booth. Yeah, that was really cool. There's proud of their trophies. racing, proud of their racing achievements and their racing heritage, even though it's That's relatively it new for them. Yeah, the, and one other thing before we uh, leave Hyundai, the fact that they brought on display their hydrogen fuel cell engine. Ah, yes. Everything, obviously, right now is electric, EV, EV battery, blah 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 blah. And I think we all agree that while it's a decent stopgap, Tristan, you said it on the show floor, like you've been saying it for a long time. Like mm -hmm. the long-term solution, if someone can get it right, is hydrogen. I think so. And the fact that they brought something out, not just the car, but here's our here's the actual engine. Take a look at it. Here's the information. Like, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the entire stack. Yeah. Yeah. We're not just blindly following what Tesla does to get on the EV train. Like, we have a longer term play here. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I enjoyed seeing it. I had never seen one up close. I don't, I don't know if anyone else has ever brought that out. I think maybe they had not the full assembly, but either either the engine block or the fuel cell on the sh on the floor a year, maybe last year, two years ago. I've definitely seen part of that before, but not the whole assembly. Yeah, I thought no, that was it's really interesting. Good. It's interesting because it's like there is no engine there. Obviously, like there's no something. There's nothing in there going bang, but it yeah. provides. But it provides a very familiar thing to go look at at an auto show like here's right. the here's the power unit of our vehicle taken out for you to look at and it has all sorts of little you know heat sink fins and shiny pieces and <laughs> you know cool tubes and cables and stuff and you know that's something that an electric motor and a battery just don't really do for you and so yeah. even even though the end goal is the same like basically the fuel cell just replaces the that whole fuel cell stack just replaces the battery unit and then it's still electric motors that are going to be driving the car it gives you something to look at which was which was fun right yeah it, it's definitely more interesting uh i mean we'll see i guess depending on yeah i don't know how far out they are from actually having one ready for production i don't either uh the next thing that we saw was the big old draw of probably that side with the um, uh, 
convertible C8, which they have a name for, and I'm totally blanking on. Uh, this is just the Stingray hardtop convertible, as opposed yes. to the Targa. Yes. Um, yeah, so Roadster, I guess is technically the term. Yeah. Uh, it's not as good. It looks better with the top on. It looks better with the Targa, mm-hmm. I think. Targa yep. and just top I, on, just the coupe. Yep. yep. Either of those two steps are better. The, the color was cool. CEP colors on the thing on the turntable. That That's was, true. That was kind of nice. But yeah, it just it looks from the front, it looks okay. From the back, it, like when, he, when you turn to the side and you actually see the gap. Yeah. Something looks off. It's not good. It, it doesn't look fluid enough and i'm not sure it is like i'm sure obviously they did yeah. tests and stuff well yeah i'm sure i'm sure it works great it works fine <laughs> but it just doesn't look like it should no not to me anyways no, well, i think not to it. not to me either they also brought other cars none of which mattered no in any way like i think the only thing drawing people to um another car there was that crazy dark teal color that they had on a oh on a uh was that a spark um yes no was it was the spark it was it was one of their tiny ones and it was just like oh hey yeah i think you mentioned on the show paint yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> they found that <laughs> but i mean yeah you knew Going into the Chevy booth, it was going to be all about the C8. And also, Honda should be mad about that because that teal, or whatever you want to call it, turquoise. I don't know the difference. It was probably turquoise, yeah. Like a dark. (laughs) Turquoise. Anyways, that color, that shade with a white roof is what Honda did. No, not Honda. Toyota did with the release of the C. Wait, is it the CHR? Their small yes, SUV. Yes, yes, yes. CHR. So, no, no, I think about it. Chevy stole that from Toyota. They should be mad. <laughs> Chevy, be mad. No, no. Toyota, Toyota should be mad. be mad. Oh, yeah. Toyota, be mad. Yeah. I don't know. They're probably not. You, so you can be mad for them. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, Chevy was, was all about C8. Yeah. I Also at the Chevy booth, since I'm the only one. Here, who likes the looks of the Blazer? Yeah, the Blazer yeah. was there. I got in one, and it was horrible. Because remember, <laughs> GM, GM interior. interior. <laughs> GM interior. It's not worth it, folks. Not even once. Yeah. Um, they also had like a virtual, re- like a big VR booth. I don't know what that was for. It looked creepy. It was like 4D experience. I, my guess is you were in a C8. They were not specific, and I didn't want to get in line to because the line was mad long. Yeah, so yeah, Um, no thanks. Nope. Um, now I don't remember if this is on the other side of the show floor or not. I feel like it might be. Or was it right in front of the? Was the Toyota booth right in front of the Chevy booth? Maybe Chevy was like at the edge. Do you remember? I think Toyota might have been across the hall. Yeah, Toyota was across the hall. hall. They were right in front. They were. And they brought, which was kind of interesting and unexpected to me, certainly. They brought several several of the Supra prototypes from last year's SEMA. The Heritage. The special edition ones. Yeah, the Heritage, the 
street performance and one other one that didn't matter. And that just speaks to what you talked, I think what you talk about at the top of the show here, where this show, the Chicago auto show is becoming something on the calendar. Like more people are more manufacturers are circling. Yeah. This one. Yeah. So yeah, you would have never have seen those. Heck no. Three, four years ago. No way. And they had supers that you could get your little paws on mm -hmm. and climb in and climb around. Um, well, first of all, I mean, those additions, like we said with the SEMA show, like we said before, those additions show what Toyota could have done with the Supra and chose very specifically not to. Not to let uh, BMW and, do, you mean? Yeah, and that's that was their mistake. And I've been thinking about the Supra because I finally had a chance to get in one. Finally was able to see it, feel it, get inside, take a look at the interior. And the only thing I could think of was, is this really it? Is this really <laughs> what we waited for? <laughs> yes, everyone. Yep. That is, it literally has iDrive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they didn't even reskin it well. Nope. It because it's literally a BMW. I know, but it's so blatant. <laughs> why, are, why are so many people in the media pretending that this is anything other than a skin on a Z4? Why are, we, why are we analyzing them separately even? They should just do one review for both of the cars. It's just, <laughs> it's so just a BMW. Z4 slash Supra long-term review. It's so, well, it's, to me, it's, it's like, it's almost, it's almost a trim level. Like you get yes. like a, oh, couple you a couple different suspension pieces and an engine choice and some appearance package, you know? It's, yeah. it's nonsense. Really, after being in that car, I now view the whole thing nonsense yeah there was a whole lot of uh a whole lot of hubbub for nothing mm -hmm. it was just again disappointing because the super was such it's like a it's like a crime against that nameplate yeah or at least just really sad and pathetic <laughs> one and the same one and the same um while we were there i also got to spend a little bit more time with the TRD Camry and the TRD Avalon. I still think those are great. I, uh, the, the Camry, I think, is the winner of the two. The I was Avalon. just going to say, they jacked the price up a little bit much. Like so that was 43? Yeah, and the Camry was 31. Yep. And we, were, we went to the Camry first, and yeah. we were trying to guess, like, you know, what's the Avalon going to be listed at? We said 36, 37-ish, yeah. and yeah. we saw, whoa. whoa. 41? Uh, <laughs> uh, hard like, what do you get for that? I honestly think that's specifically owner loyalty. Like that car, it, it seems to me that people who buy Avalons go on to buy more Avalons. Yeah. Like it's, it's, not, a, it's not necessarily a car that That's leads. a Toyota thing. Well, sort of, but it's kind of like people buy Chevy because they buy Chevy and then they just keep buying Chevy. Kind of, but but the Avalon is at least to some extent an end goal car, right? So that's the it's kind of in a unique position for Toyota and in not, and almost no brands have a car like this, right? So if you get people who keep coming back to dealership to buy cars, whether it's someone who started with a Corolla or started with their parents' Camry or whatever, their first purchase probably won't be an Avalon, but mm -hmm. 
but it's essentially Toyota's version of a middle management car, like an M package car, mm -hmm. slightly bigger than a Camry, slightly more power, way more features. They basically inundate the thing with all of the car tech, comfort tech that you can have. Right. And then it's just, you know, just that bit more than a top tier, like a V6 Camry. So it's, it's kind of like an evolution too. Right. And then people from what I've seen tend to keep buying those. They tend to stay at that level instead of hopping to even Lexus. Like it's kind of a way to keep people in the Toyota brand instead of having them leave and go to another dealership. It's, it's really kind of a unique car, but I just don't know. I assume this is to kind of push that same thing on people who have said for years, I'm sure that the Avalon didn't have again. It was just a bigger, more uh, featured Camry. So it didn't have more power necessarily than a baseline Camry. But now this does. Like the performance version of that, is it a status car? Is the Avalon a status car? I don't know. But it's definitely an endpoint. You know what I mean? In terms of, of buying your way through a line. Oh, yeah, totally. So but as far as the TRD version goes, I think... That was, you, even the regular Avalon... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Just as far as the TRD version goes, yeah, you're right. The Camry would be my choice. if For sure. I still choice. really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think they did a nice job with it. From Toyota, we ventured to... My next picture is at the Jaguar booth. and It's me making fun of their stupid world record holder, most loop the loops on a Hot Wheels track, Guinness Book of Records thing. <laughs> <laughs> because why couldn't you find a good one <laughs> why couldn't you do a good record that's why the display was really tiny they weren't like, that proud of it i'm so over the jlr thing i'm just done with it you guys i do we want to talk about what you had to do to get a quote jag bag <laughs> not even anything in the bag just a bag tristan was the one i gave up because you know time but Tristan was the one who actually went through it, so he should explain it. Well, so it wasn't really, I don't know, it wasn't really that bad. Like, that bad. you know, you, you gave your information like normal, which I always lie. So oh, always. It's, Ron it's, Mexico, it's that's me. It, yeah, it's, 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 you know, <laughs> it's useless marketing data. Um, and then, you know, in this case, you had to go, like, get a little... Like, tour of the car? No, no. Be honest to the listeners. You had to go wait in line to wait for a presentation about the stupid I-Pace. <laughs> admit it. We're offended. Well, I, I'll admit you're offended. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like an awful lot for a bag with nothing in it. Yeah, it was, that was too much for me. I'm not, I'm not going to stand there. To have slick hair McGillicuddy tell me about a car that I desperately do not care about. But would you stand there to have a, you know, kind of matronly British woman repeatedly, repeatedly call you love? Definitely not. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, me neither, because that's what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a limit on what you'll put up with. <laughs> I will, uh, you know, I'm really good at standing in lines. It's kind of a family pastime. But, <laughs> like, 
so I, the the line didn't bother me, and you know some of the stuff on the iPace was kind of interesting. Um, you know, they've got these weird aerodynamic cutouts that I like had heard about, but I'd never really seen them before, and it's so, like it gives it the proper outside shape while still being you know allowing it to be you know more truly aerodynamic for a range Speed sake. Balls. Um, yeah, basically, yeah. um, you, the funny part was though, <laughs> a bunch of American, let's face it, probably marketing interns. I don't know. Um, saying the word Jaguar. Really? And, and that was it. Like, like, in like with this weird, like you, you almost can't say that word without an accent. Jaguar. Jaguar. Yeah. And, then saying boot and bonnet for trunk and hood. Oh my god! <laughs> it was it was entertaining. It was fun. all of fun. that is unacceptable. It was fun for me to watch them be really uncomfortable. <laughs> I will say this: F Type is underrated as a sports car. I think mm, I think it's rated appropriately. I think it's underrated, as in barely. I don't think about it very much. Exactly. I think that's about right. Well, that's just, that's Jaguar's problem, period. Yeah, true. <laughs> and it's not, it's not going to get better. No, 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 it's not. They're going to go back to the way they were before, getting bought and sold by every manufacturer in the entire world. Every, every Chinese manufacturer. Don't worry, Ford won't buy them because they don't like cars. Well, that's true. That's a very good point. Although they have a good SUV right now. So. It will. Jaguar passed around just back and forth could between. Be. And you know what? I shouldn't laugh at that because that was sad. Mm-hmm. Like when, when Jaguar came back and started bringing good cars to market and started challenging actual BMW and actual Audi for supremacy in like the sedan market and came out with the I-Pace, which is great. That's good. That's the good kind of competition. That's what you want, especially from an independent company. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not going to go anywhere now. That's my fear. Like, that now that part is again over. They shot their shot. <sighs> Maybe. And then, now, again, it's, it's almost the same fate as Mazda. You're a tiny independent company. You don't have the infinitely deep pockets of a parent company like Toyota or whoever it is, you know? And what's weird about JLR specifically is that the LR part also seems to have peaked in popularity with you know the defender and the and the um land rover and you know all the all the discovery that, that whole thing they all to me and again i'm not really in this group of people who like this car that much it still seems like it they're not gaining ground along with all of these other companies who are bringing up performance and luxury suvs you don't see the Urus up against it. You oh. don't see it talked about like the Puro Sangue. The, um, right. the, um, oh my God, the Porsche one. Uh, oh man. Not the, the Cayenne. Cayenne. The Cayenne. Cayenne. The, um, I mean, that, that car, the Cayenne that's come out, had, it's pretty much seemed to increase in popularity or at the very least have, you know, moments of leveling off, sure, but there's always a new color. There's always a new package. There's always something exciting on that car. And yeah, there are all of those similar things with Land Rover. They 
don't seem to be working in the same way to me. I would agree. Yeah, that's fair. I think there are some classics that like people keep buying because they have liked them for a long time. Yeah. But it's the it's the innovation that's trouble, I think. Like a classic Range Rover, those still get bought by, you know, everybody, including oh, yeah. the Queen. But Right. You know. So there's, you know, we'll see about the response to the new defender. The Velar has had a tepid response. Mm-hmm. The, the Evoke, when it was new, was you know kind of an interesting direction and I'll saw bet, some screen time. But I'll, I'll bet that was more than I bet that was seven and ago when the Evoke came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy, but yeah, I think we've spent more time talking about jail booth. Well, me and you, Andrew, now yeah. outside of Kristen, <laughs> yeah. But, but there's stuff to talk about with them, and, yeah. and this is an opportunity, this auto show is an opportunity for us to be forced to run into brands we don't otherwise contemplate on an, on an even playing field. Everyone just has their cars. Yep. Don't worry, that is, that is the point. Well, except for Subaru, they brought cabins and geysers. and puppies. Even still, the cars were there. You yeah. know, it's, yes, they dress it up in different ways. Yes, their driving experiences, blah, 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 but you're still, at the end of the day, looking at cars. cars. Yeah. Um, next, we're going to talk about my car of the show simply because it's a car that I love and I just realized a bunch of things about it and they're all negative. <laughs> so it's still your car of the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, I'm the only person in the world to have any recorded media saying that they really like the LC500, the Lexus LC500. It's their, I guess, halo car, Right. So it's like, yeah, yeah. that or the, that are their tech, quote unquote. Anyways, last year at the show, I talked about how they brought a convertible version of the LC500 and I thought it looked amazing. I thought it was really cool and it looked just within an inch of its life to be ready for production. A month after Chicago, they announced it was going into production. And we saw it at every race the entire IMSA season. Yeah, we sat in it at Watkins. I love that car just because the interior is is my dream interior. It fits me, uh, uh, (laughs) this perfect phrase from the movie uh, Face Off, the the biblical (laughs) epic, fits me like a condom. (laughs) 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 Literally like, inch perfect in every every control is where i want it every every aspect of the dash is perfect to my imagining but that car is a hundred thousand dollars and so today i looked up what else you could buy for a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars every ford every chevy 90 90 of amg Almost every M except for the eight. All Audis. No, all, all Audis. Except for the R8. Okay, thank you. Not the R8. Um, all the Genesis, everything from Kia. All of the regular manufacturers. You, can get, you have your choice of all of those. All of the Porsches except for the toppest, toppest trims, including the 911. You could have a 911. You could have a C8, Z51. 
and ten thousand dollars cash, <laughs> and every Acura except the NSX, and every Buick, and every other Lexus. So you can have every car in the world, damn near, or the LC five hundred. And it doesn't even have 500 horsepower or 500 foot-pounds of torque. <laughs> but it comes as a convertible. <laughs> Struggling to, to comprehend. <laughs> it makes n- You would have to be so irradiated to buy that car that you glow. Irradiated. <laughs> but I still love it. Yeah, you can still love it. You're not going to buy it ever, so... No, no. <laughs> you can love no. it. You're not going to buy it. I just, it, it. That seems to be a common theme across the Lexus booth, though. Because there's a lot of things there that you can like. That's true. Like, I don't mind the, the RC mm-hmm. or the RCF, their sport version. Good looking. Good looking. I'm assuming the interiors are pretty much the same, so it's probably going to fit us. Yep. And then there's that price tag. It's like, damn, that RCF track edition was another one. It was like ninety. Yeah, yeah it was ninety-seven, ninety-seven thousand. It's like, okay, knock it down to eighty. The carbon fiber hood is a five grand add-on. Yep. And watch that thing be sold out everywhere. Because yeah, then then you're competing <laughs> with the lower tier. Like the M package stuff, you know what I mean? Right. And you'd outpower that. You'd probably yeah. outperform it even. But what are they doing? They're they're, gonna, they're, they're getting. Their, go ahead, Tristan. Sorry. They're they're getting too big for their britches, in my opinion. It's a well, goddamn Lexus. <laughs> and would, what is the what is the so after looking at all of these cars, right? What is the true comparison shop? It's not the C8. Because everyone's going to buy the C8. Yep. Is it, is it genuinely LC500 versus 911? Do I, they really want that? I feel like everyone's going 911 on that. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's my car that shows would it be, because would, I would like it, it. Now it's just so many questions for me. Would it be? I think it would have to be a top tier BMW or Audi. Like would have the M8, um, probably the what, S6? Uh, yeah, S6 maybe. That's what I was thinking. Or the or the RS7. They still make that. Oh yeah, RS7. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. But it's a coupe, so I guess yeah, RS. Yeah, RS5. Uh, yeah. Mm. The five so, maybe. Yeah. That so, would be a pretty good competitor. So yeah, for for ten grand less than the the true the true M8. Which I assume would destroy this car because it's like you know 130 more horsepower. Yeah, BMW everything. It's going to just destroy this car. Mm-hmm. I don't know. One day I'm going to see one of these in the wild, and it may be the first time ever I go up and talk to an, an owner because I've never seen one outside of the booth. Never seen one, and just. Ask him how dumb he is. Just ask him why. Yeah. What what are you doing? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's that's my uh, car of the show. So we've been through everybody's 
car of the show. We had the Outback Limited XT, unless Tristan surprises us from deep with something else. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the um, Telluride and now the LC. Yeah. Other things we saw the take him. We saw the take in. Up close in person. Not bad. Gee, that sure is a car. Yep. Which almost for electric vehicles, that's all you can ask for. Definitely. Sometimes. Like, yeah, that's actually what you want. <laughs> you're sitting there and you're just like, don't be weird, don't be weird, don't be weird. <laughs> it's not weird. It's not weird at all. Um, oh, of course, as our as our final act, really, um, we saw the world, we were, we were witness to the world premiere of the GV80. This was the unveiling. GV70? GV7. No, it is the 80. GV80. The new Genesis... SUV is the 80. Hmm. Promise. Not what the Super Bowl ad said. <laughs> I swear it's 80. I'm fine. I'm looking it up now. <laughs> Somebody talk. Um, I didn't get a chance to sit in it because the line was too long. Yeah. Uh, that's the 80. Oh, all right. I stand corrected. But um, the, the exterior looks as good in person as it did in the images online oh, and good. that de- and that design language that we hated on the car on the G90 it, it works also, for that it, it works the for the and the 80 yeah no it is no um the so it's the GV80 and the G80 that look the same wait shit do I have no, that wrong? god damn it this is Cadillac's fault <laughs> <laughs> it's the G90 car and the GV70 slash 80 SUV. Okay, everybody, shut up. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Hold on. It's loading. Shit. It is the 90. Um, well, whatever. That It looks terrible on that car. And I just wasn't going to stand in line that long to sit in the rear passenger seat. Right? Still the steering wheel, though. It did not improve. No, no. In a different color scheme. No, no. In in the GV80, the <laughs> steering wheel is hilarious and bad. Still, <laughs> no, an, no. still an XFL football with the ring around it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a thousand. <laughs> Nobody says anything. That's exactly what it is. But you know what? If that's the worst thing, right? If that's if that's the worst part about it, how bad can it really? Yeah, be? I sat in this in the G70 and G80. Um, one thing that surprisingly I didn't like was the stitching on the seats and on the side, like in the door panels. Those like big plush diamond stitching uh, pattern. Quilted. Yeah, the quilted. It was like I was on the inside of a suitcase. But that's what. Uh, it, that's class. Like- they put a Louis Vuitton suitcase. <laughs> yeah, it's the essence of class. Don't you want to feel like you packed? No. <laughs> that was problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Taking that a bunch of different ways. <laughs> I'm not going to take it anyways, actually. I'm just going to leave that right where it is. But no. Uh, you said kind of, you know, like, but that is the aesthetic. That is the goal, I think. To be it's like meant the, to look like like luggage or like a like a fancy chair somewhere. A valise. It's or, or 
a valise or a settee, possibly? A, <laughs> <laughs> a piece of furniture? Perhaps a chiffon robe? I don't know what that is. A chaise? A chalon. That's <laughs> <laughs> very French. It's very furniture. You wouldn't understand. That's very furniture. <laughs> I don't understand, and I don't want my cars to. What if they gave you matched luggage? Would that help? Now we're talking. Ah, see, he just needs the extras. Now we're talking. Throw <laughs> uh, a carry on in the trunk when I buy that bad boy? Now. Attach an optional rear luggage rack to display hey, your matched luggage. Exactly. He just wants more <laughs> stuff. I'm on them. It's, it's, I get it. Don't make it so. Damn it. <laughs> you made it obvious, Andrew. Shit. <laughs> um. Should we talk about the wheels on the G90? No. Nope. Let's not. Let's not. They're bad. Because yikes. Depressingly enough, my last photo from the show was of the interior of the brand new Ford Escape. <laughs> 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 Listen, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know if the listeners have caught on to this. Ford hates you. No, no, you. They hate you, you listener. <laughs> Every single one of you, they hate you and they despise you and your money and your decisions. No, they, they love your money, <laughs> but they don't really want it. Otherwise they wouldn't do the infotainment in the largest quotes possible in this base model escape is actually insulting. It's like a three. It, my game boy color had a bigger screen than this. <laughs> it looks like a game boy that they just screwed into the dashboard. How? How? Well, they did it. You, you know saw what I mean? It. How is this the end result? This is their new... This is supposed to be... I mean, theoretically, the Escape is the segment competitor to the RAV4 and the CRV. Yeah. The heaviest hitters, the biggest sellers. What might be the most important segment of the most important market right now? And this is your offering? I'm a big fan of of a lot of Subaru stuff, but their their infotainment and interiors are not one of them. And the new Forester is better. It is. That's the thing. The for everything. There's nothing worse than this. Yeah, everything is better. Do we dare say even GM? I don't. I I really. I would imagine because. Yeah, actually, I would say yes. One of GM's issues now, to my mind, is that they've kind of gone too far the other way where now sort of starting with like your model interior nick mm-hmm. they prioritize the screen size so much yeah similar to what dodge did the rest of the interior suffers like it now just looks like a tv <laughs> but that's preferable to this this is insulting yeah you can't have a car like this you just can't listeners you should be butthurt about this yeah, you should be very butthurt for Ford. Okay, for and then to tell everyone in the whole world, we don't care what you want to buy. This is what you will buy. Well, I mean, it's getting back to their roots. That's what Henry did. Yeah, that's true. And this is the color it will be. But that for them to excuse me to claim that they cut all of those models and cut out all of those customers paying customers to put all that money back into the biggest market, back into the biggest segment, to emphasize SUVs over everything else to the exclusion of all else, then to bring out a new 
version of what needs to be the most important car in their lineup and for them to not even make an attempt is crazy. I, I do think that's actually insulting. It's bad. It's bad. It's not a swing and a miss. They didn't even swing. Nope. Didn't take the bat off their shoulder. They not struck, at all. They struck out looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and before that, they were all, here we go. We're going to do We're going to best ever. New era. In, you know, I, you know what? I spoke too soon. They have a new, I don't know if you guys heard this. Ford has a new COO. They brought in another gym. Instead of subtracting a gym, they, they added, added a gym. gym. Is and it hard? Tell me it's Harbaugh. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> My we're not realized. Damn it. <laughs> some, some other gym. However, it is the start of a new era at Ford. And they have a new COO. <laughs> Everything is looking up. Everything is going to be great. Everything's fine. Everything is totally fine. Don't worry about it. Start of a new era. Mach-E. Mach-E. Never know if you Taillights look like pamphlets. Yeah, I'm trying to find a better way to describe it. <laughs> they look like the middle part of an accordion when it's like halfway stretched out. That is so obscure. <laughs> <laughs> so neither of you like the, uh, the taillights, eh? New. No. I don't know. The, okay. I don't remember. Obviously, I saw the Mach-E on the turntable. Or was it on the turntable? It was just parked there. It was just sitting there. Was, I, I recognize that I saw it there. However, what I remember about the Mach-E and what I will always remember about the Mach-E was the appallingly rendered uh, video <laughs> That they had playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like rent racing game aesthetic for the Mustang when they transferred to a, a Mach E1 where it was like drag racing other Mustangs and somehow caught them. After. It, was, it was very poorly produced and it did not sell the car well. No, it didn't. Ew. That is what I will always remember about the Mach E. Rather than seeing, I saw the physical car. Don't remember it. What I. My biggest takeaway from it, besides accordion taillights, hashtag accordion taillights. <laughs> Don't hashtag that. Please hashtag that. <laughs> um, Do it. <laughs> thank you, Tristan. Um, my biggest takeaway from it was in person with my own two eyes, it looks way less like a Mustang than it did on a screen, like in images. That is super true. Like, yes. Everyone's 100%. like, oh, like it had the Mustang badge on. About it. You're right. Like the lights were kind of similarly shaped on the front. Not the accordion tail lights hashtag, but the front headlights were, were similarly shaped to the Mustangs, but nothing else looked like a Mustang. I'm wondering if an issue might have been, because the one at the show was white, correct? Yes. So and you do remember. Well, <laughs> well, because the thing that maybe I wasn't sure because the one in the video and the one in all the ads and preview pictures has been blue. Yes. That, that, um, Ford racing blue. Ford, yeah, what the hell is that called? What electric blue? I think it's electric blue, something like that. Yeah. I was going to say Laguna Seca blue, but that's not Laguna right. Seca. <laughs> blue Guna Seca. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Um, <laughs> 
Anyways, I mean, maybe that plays uh, as weird as that sounds. Change the look of cars a lot. A hundred percent agree with that. Who knows? I wonder why they didn't just bring a blue one there. So that actually is weird. Considering that's been everything in the lead up. Yeah. What the hell, man? Mm-hmm. Something else to be angry at. Yeah, right. So we're, see, Ford was the last booth we spent a ton of time in, right? Yeah. Oh, um, the new Ford GT was there. Yes, we mentioned that at the top of the show. That was cool. Yeah? Well, I mean, it was cool that they introduced it. Actually oh, right, right, yeah, it was cool. Um, that was, I didn't have any other thoughts on it. Yeah, it, it was there. Well, we've talked, I think, ad nauseum about the, uh, the GT. Like, looks very sleek and very beautiful, but for 500,000. 650 now, I think. Ugh. Price went up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just 600,000. It went up 650 horsepower, $600,000. Damn. Something like that. Maybe that five. hurts. You know what? I don't care. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care roughly about you. Roughly $1,000 per horse. Per horse strength. Per horse head. Oh. No. Ugh. It's just gross. Anyways, um, any other things we missed from the show? Takeaways? Mm-mm. I mean, Ford had a robot in the booth. <laughs> I mean,. I didn't see it. His name was, his <laughs> so, name was Hank. Really? Yep. It's not a very good robot name. No, it's not. Maybe that's the point. Alpha and Alpha Romeo interiors are junk. So crappy. Came to find that out. The materials are laughable. Oh, it's all left over from what the Dodge. Yeah, dark, the, the dark part, grade. The dark parts bin. Dark grade HVAC controls. Yeah, come on. Come on, Alpha. Um. Yeah, the hot. Let's see. I covered everything. Um, oh, um, my number three vehicle. I've got them ranked one, two, three. So I had the Telluride, the Sport, and number three. Um, although I still hate, hate the name of it. Um, <laughs> I was very impressed with the uh, the Tiguan R line. Tristan, you hear this guy being all the way in family mode? Yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know, Nick. Things hey. are happening. Things things are, are happening. <laughs> um, just something to monitor for the future. Yeah, just keep an eye out. Um, but yeah, although I don't want to tell someone ever that I drive a tiger iguana. Um, <laughs> tiger iguana. It's, the, the car was very impressive. But I have no particular thoughts on that. That's fine. That's cool. Tristan, do you have anything else to wrap this up? Uh, not really. The, I think we get the hell out of here. I said we 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 hit all of mine early. So, ooh, we rode there and explored, and it was horrible. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's like a half rental car review. I mean, yeah. it's a rental car review. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it was terrible. The seats were awful, and whoever invented three row SUVs uh, was stupid. Yep. Mini <laughs> they vans, don't work. <laughs> minivans are what you need, yep. friend. It's not a good way to move people. Nope. And it just shows that you like your children less and less the more you add, right? So if you have yeah. a three-row SUV and you're shoving kids in the back, well, you got to shove your biggest kids in the back because you need the, the littlest one. That's right. In the do. seat. You do. Directly behind you so you can keep, a, keep tabs on that little bugger. 
this, uh, I mean, the train has left the station on this one. I get that fully. Three-row SUVs are not the way to go. Mm -mm. Nope. I agree. And sitting in the back is horrible for adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if, if you're above the age of seven, it's not going to be pleasant. Uh -uh, you're not going to have a good time. Nope. You're not. Tristan, are you going to give us, a, do you, did you rent a car when you went down to uh, Mississippi? Uh, no. No, I did not. Oh, Damn it. No rental car review? No, I had, I've, I've been being shuttled around in various iterations of an F-150. Got it. Well, I'll have a rental car review when I get back from Florida. Oh, yeah. From Daytona. Do you know what you're getting? Full size. Car. Or similar. Or similar. <laughs> Full size or similar. We'll see what it ends up as. But uh, I'll know uh, early Thursday afternoon. I can text you guys a picture. Sounds good. Um, anything else or let's get out of here? Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. This was meant to be short. This was meant to be short, but it's us. Yeah. Who are we kidding? Um, so, yeah, folks, thanks for sticking with us, to, despite the fact that it wasn't that short. And uh, we appreciate you listening, but uh, we don't just want you to listen. Uh, we want you to interact with us. We have plenty of ways to do that. By the way, if you wanted to interact with us at Motor Brewing after the Chicago Auto Show, uh, we didn't go there. Sorry. We bailed because they didn't have food. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, don't just listen. Interact. Um, we have a new website that's very near complete, uh, checkenginepodcast.com. There we have an email address. It is inbox at checkenginepodcast.com. Yeah, inbox at checkenginepodcast.com. I agree. And I was going to say inbox at CEP. But it's, ah. it's inbox at checkenginepodcast.com is the email. We're also on the socials. Uh, Facebook at checkenginepodcast. Andrew, what's the Twitter? At checkenginepod. Tristan going long. What is Instagram? At Check Engine Pod. <laughs> <laughs> so like us, message us, follow us, do all of those things on the socials. Um, if you're really, really into what we're doing, um, we thank you in advance for any monetary donations you'd like to make to our cause here. Um, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash check engine podcast, or we have a support button right there at our homepage at anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. Um, if you don't want to give us any money, we get it. Save it for yourself. That's fine. Um, but you know what's free are reviews and subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Click the subscribe button. All it's going to do is let you know when we come out with a new episode. No big deal. And reviews, specifically good ones, help us out in the whole algorithm thing. So if you mention us to someone else and they want to go find us, it'll be easier for them. See, you're helping your fellow man <laughs> as well as us by reviews. Um, guys, before we take off, any thank yous? Um, uh, come back to me. Tristan. <laughs> uh, I was going to say the same thing. So I'll make okay. it up on the spot here. No, I won't. Um, Nick, you first. Well, I would like to thank Heineken for reminding me five beer tastes like. Oh, like, oh, yeah, they had Heineken. I haven't had one of those in a while. One sip. Yep. Now I know why. Um, so that's my thank you. I, you know what? This is a little off the wall, but I got such a hearty chuckle yesterday by the guy who rode 
legitimately rode his motorcycle to Walmart in the goddamn snowstorm yesterday. I put the picture up on Instagram. Yeah, it was a- that thing had tire tracks. <laughs> it Leg- awesome. Legitimately to Walmart in a whiteout blizzard, like low visibility. Like, folks, we got what, did, what was the final tally for snow yesterday? I don't like, know what it was. I mean, we got six at inches? least we got almost seven inches. Yeah. yeah. Low visibility, like bitch to drive through. And my man was committed to his motorcycle. I don't even know how. I wanted to go up closer, but it was snowing. <laughs> like, I was going to go. Leave uh, footprints. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But, uh, no, that was wild. Yeah, that was so. Thank you, sir, for giving us that talking point. Tristan, back to you. All right. I would like to thank the absolute madmen and heroes who decide to take my money to plow our driveway. <laughs> the mountain the mountain pathway yeah because i have no idea how that they managed to do this yeah, that's yeah quite, but, that's quite but, a feat but they do and thank you that's the only way i'd ever escape yeah no kidding especially after days like yesterday yes wet wet heavy and deep indeed snow <laughs> <laughs> It was all three of the good things. <laughs> so thank you, uh, Snow Plowman. And uh, as always, <laughs> you okay, Tristan? Will you end this so we can go out, so we can go out of here? <laughs> well, Tristan will stop laughing and distracting. Great. Um, no, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Even if we suck, which this outro did, you guys are always awesome. Um, So for that reason and that reason alone, we cannot wait to talk to you again. But until then, take care.